It's Friday, May 20th, 2022, and welcome to Episode 4 of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Beeler. Our top story... This past Tuesday, the Alameda City Council voted 3-2 to to begin a guaranteed basic income pilot program utilizing $4.6 million in American Rescue Plan funds. Also known as universal basic income, there are already almost 100 such programs in place in America, including Oakland and San Francisco, with Stockton's pilot program garnering national attention since its launch in 2019. Under the pilot program, the city will provide an unconditional, unrestricted payment of $1,000 a month to 150 low-income households for a period of 24 months. The initial steps are to secure program partners, as the city will oversee but not administer the program. Some assistance will be provided by the advocacy group Mayors for a Guaranteed Income. During the public commentary period, letters and testimony ran 10 to 1 in favor of the program. Council members Trish Herrera-Spencer and Tony Desog spoke against the program with both questioning the use of these funds to help a comparatively small number of people. Vice Mayor Malia Vela expressed her support, noting the benefits of helping people to stay within the community. The final vote was 3-2 in favor. Mayor Marilyn Ezzie Ashcraft, Vice Mayor Vela, and Councilmember John Knox White cast yes votes, with Council members Herrera-Spencer and Desog voting no. The pilot is expected to launch in March of next year. For details on this story, visit alamedapost.com top. Since the closing of the Alameda Naval Air Station in 1997, the former airfield at Alameda Point has served as an important home to another group of flyers, the endangered California Least Tern. This unlikely nesting site has been critical to the survival of the species, providing a sheltered area with easy access to small fish, crucial to the rearing of new chicks. While least tern nesting has been documented on the airfield since 1976, some additional members of the tern family have now taken up residence. On a wetland beach near the least tern nests, a colony of elegant terns has arrived, with the first nest documented in 2019. The vast majority of elegant terns nest on Isla Rasa in Mexico's Gulf of California, so Alameda represents a dramatic move to the north. Also on the beach, the Caspian tern, which began nesting in 2014, shortly after the Navy completed their wetland expansion. The newcomers sound like this. Meanwhile, the area's original tenants, the least tern, had a down year in 2021, following an average year in 2020. The colony has lost eggs and chicks to predators such as peregrines and ravens, but the decline is not limited to the Alameda colony. Still, the Alameda site remains a success story for the least tern. After a two-year hiatus due to COVID, the East Bay Regional Park District's annual Return of the Turns bus tour is back this year, with three tours departing from the Crab Cove Visitor Center on Saturday, June 25th. Registration is required. To sign up, call 888-EB-PARKS. That's 888-327-2757. For further details on the turns and more of Richard Bangert's articles on the ecology of our area, visit alamedapost.com. When the market spot closed during pandemic, the area around Bay Street and Lincoln Avenue lost a popular corner store. Thanks to the efforts of Mike Stevens, a successful crowdsourced investing campaign, and the city's facade grant program, the market is returning in June. Now called the Island Savoy Market, owner Mike Stevens puts it this way. We need a coffee shop, Stephen said. We need a good place to get a sandwich, a place to get locally sourced organic produce and groceries, a place to gather, a true community market. 
With a focus on local and sustainable, Stevens has already partnered with Dispatch Goods to help reduce packaging waste and with Webster Street's Signal Coffee Roasters, who will be the official coffee partner, although other local roasters will also be featured. Island Savoy will also connect with the Alameda Food Bank and the Alameda Point Collective, as well as using the space at the front of the store for fundraising events. Look for the Island Savoy to open in June. Walking down Central Avenue near 9th and Caroline, you'll find Gene Chen's Inkblot Gallery. Starting as an art collective in 2016, the Inkblot became Chen's Gallery in 2020 and has hosted showings typically focusing on Alameda artists. But the current exhibition features Berkeley's Karen Rose of Sacred Rose Tattoo, the first woman-run tattoo shop in Berkeley. The exhibit is not about Karen's skill with a needle. She's also a painter, and the pandemic shutdown of Sacred Rose led her to explore that part of her creative life, creating over 60 paintings with a proud Bob Ross influence. Along with happy clouds and trees, you'll also find dinosaurs, mythical creatures, and a few surreal elements. You can see some of the artwork in the storefront of Inkblot, and this Saturday from 3 to 6, you can view the works and enjoy a reception for the exhibit. Artwork is for sale, and Karen is also available for commissions. Full details at inkblotgallery.com. This Saturday, the Post continues to tell the tales of the rails with the second of this month's walking tours focusing on the role of the railroads on Alameda. Dennis Evanoski examines Alameda's own Beltline Railroad, Originally, it covered a little over a mile and a tenth, but it served a critical role for the island's industries as it ran along Clement Avenue from Pearl to Grand Street. The Alameda Beltline served the North Shore for 70 years, numbering Del Monte and the Alaska Packers among its clients. It closed in 1998, although Union Pacific continued operating on those tracks for two more years to serve Pennzoil Quaker State. In 2003, Gene Sweeney discovered a contract written between the Beltline and the city that stipulated Alameda could purchase the 40 acres that included the train yard for the 1924 value plus improvement value. Her dedication to winning the ensuing legal fight led to what is now Gene Sweeney Park. For details on the Alameda Beltline and a preview of what to expect on the tour, visit alamedapost.com. Tickets at alamedapost.com tours. Now a look at upcoming events of interest to the Alameda community. This weekend, Rhythmics Cultural Works presents Island City Waterways, Uprooted, the third in their performance series celebrating Alameda's waterfront. A cast of 35 actors, dancers, and musicians will present the history of Alameda Point from the birth of civilian aviation through the days of the Naval Air Station and on to modern times. If you attended the Waterfront Park Launch Fest in April, you may have seen a preview of this work. The show is Saturday and Sunday, four performances each day, beginning at Alameda Point's West Mall Square. The show is free, and while it is outside, attendees are asked not to bring dogs, with the exception of service animals. For full details, visit islandcitywaterways.org. Saturday from 10 a.m. until 9 p.m., you can immerse yourself in the curious, the peculiar, and the just plain cool, as the Menagerie Oddities Market celebrates World Goth Day with the Above the Waves Festival, happening around and aboard the USS Hornet. Food trucks, performances, bands, DJs, and vendors selling items you won't find just anywhere else, and more. For tickets and the full schedule, visit themenagerieodditiesmarket.com. May is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, and this Sunday, the Alameda Asian Pacific Islander Roundtable invites you to celebrate as they honor the life and legacy of Neil Tam. Mr. Tam served the Alameda Unified School District for over 40 years as a special education teacher, principal, and eventually board president. Neil's sons Chris and Austin will be part of the roundtable, with Chris presenting the Neil Tam Memorial Scholarship to Kristen Wong, graduating senior from Alameda High School. 
The free outdoor event is located at the Neil Tam Education Center, 2060 Challenger Drive. The event runs from noon until 2. Attendees are asked to RSVP. Find the link to register at alamedapost.com events. In Alameda news around the web, beginning Monday, pay attention to where you park on Park and Webster Streets. The city is launching a new parking enforcement initiative. Many of the enforcement responsibilities have been transferred from the police department to the Department of Public Works and will be on the outlook for meter and time limit violations, double parking, crosswalk blocking, and the like. For ease, those visiting the Park Street area are urged to use the Civic Center parking structure, where spaces are plentiful and cheaper than along Park itself. For more information, visit alamedaparking.org. With the recent rise in COVID cases in the Bay Area, Alameda County Health Officer Dr. Nicholas Moss has joined with 11 other county health officers in stressing the importance of safety precautions, such as masking in indoor areas. While cases have increased to levels associated with the Delta wave, hospitalizations have only shown a modest increase, and overall cases are still well below the initial Omicron wave. The California Department of Public Health strongly recommends the use of high-quality N95 and similar masks in indoor settings. Additionally, the federal government has made a third round of in-home COVID tests available for free at covid.gov tests. For information from the city, visit alamedaca.gov. That's it for this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Visit our website, alamedapost.com newsletter to sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's free. We never give or sell your personal information to anyone. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Find the Postcast wherever you get your podcasts or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. I'm Scott Pewer, and I'll be back next Friday for Episode 5 of the Alameda Postcast. Have a great week.